0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of My Tech Story Africa. My name is Alice Kanjejo, your lovely host, and I am just smiling so much because of the growth we have been experiencing on most of the MTS platforms. I couldn't be more thankful, more grateful. A call for you to please subscribe from wherever you're listening from, whether that's on YouTube or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any of the major listening platforms. Check out our website at mtsafrica.co. We are constantly changing our content. We have so much good stuff lined up for you aside from the podcast so please check us out everywhere else and I just wanted to say a huge thank you because it means so much to us and you supporting us also just helps get more people to know about what's happening in the tech landscape, hear these amazing stories that we share here on a weekly basis and yes, so please support us, subscribe and tune in. That being said, today's episode is the last of the Moringa School series that we have been having on this podcast. Today's guest is Mercy thera and her journey is anything but straightforward into the tech industry from early experiences with typewriters in her mom's office to navigating a business degree that fell off track Mercy explored accounting and even contemplated medicine before a web hosting internship which ignited her passion for coding her journey wasn't a linear progression and overcoming self-doubt and societal expectations that whispered this isn't for women Mercy discovered the strength to persevere through that and become a trailblazer that she is today
1: first of all the setup for like um in the cohorts we are grouped into the ladies weren't so many mm-hmm. so we were few but we'd bundled up together in a good way mm-hmm. but what i was feeling at that point most people didn't understand why as a lady i was spending almost um seven hours on my laptop uh non-stop at night i'm um, burning the midnight Midnight oil oil. (laughs) and then they were like um when you get a family this is not a career uh, for someone like you i hate that (laughs) i know right but um moringa also was bringing a lot of people to talk to us so there was a lady who was brought and she was working i think at the time in safaricom and that's when i was like if she's doing that and she's a lady so i can also do this you can also do this
0: now as a software engineer at piggy and wire she pays it forward by mentoring other women bridging the gap she once faced in the tech world one dream at a time i hope you enjoyed this episode and now we'll just get straight into it hello everyone and thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode today is no different because we have another amazing guest joining us today as part of the moringa series that we're having this season today we are joined by the lovely mercy who i will give the opportunity to introduce herself mercy take it away thank you so much alice
1: firstly let me start by saying thank you for having me I'm uh-huh. very excited to be featuring on this episode and loving what you guys are doing on here. Oh, Just sharing you. the tech stories of Africa to inspire and educate. So, my name is Marcy Thira. I am a tech girly. I love mm-hmm. calling myself that because <laughs> already the tech bros have a fancy yeah, name. Yeah, so bros, tech <laughs> Yeah, we need to have yeah. the title. Yeah, um, I hold a few roles. I'm a CTO at Piggy, which is a female-led startup that empowers women and youth by providing them a platform to manage their finances and also credit options. Um, Also, I am an engineer, software engineer at Wire, which is a fintech that's based in the U.S., I'm also a student at LX, um, which is part of the African Leadership Group, where I'm doing my cloud computing course, since I'm interested in delving into cloud a lot more, and also uh, on the side, I'm a mentor. I love, I pride myself in um, helping more the ladies who are trying to break into the tech space by just sharing, because I know it's very hectic when you're trying to break into the space. Mm-hmm. So I'd love
0: to fill that gap and help bring more women, women into tech. Into tech. <coughs> wow. Everything that I've heard, I think you're doing this for the girlies, <laughs> you know, this is also naturally because of the environment of the tech industry. We are we normally have a lot more male representation on this platform, but it's always such an honor to have some uh, another woman beside me just talking about the amazing things that they're doing for the tech industry, not only in Kenya, but across the continent. So I'm just very excited to also hear the conversation that you're, we're going to be having, especially because I... Powerful women are people that inspire me myself in my own individualistic tech journey. I don't know, can I also be considered a tech girly? Because <laughs> yeah. I don't necessarily have the technical skills, yeah. but I do empower people in the tech industry. So I don't know if I can really get, I don't know yeah, if I can I be. I think you called, qualify. I can qualify. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, I'm a tech girly. So <laughs> to <your> the tech, <laughs> yeah, tech girlies. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Okay. So I think now we can just dive into the conversation and you can just let us know where your interest in tech began or even before that what did you think you, <clears throat> you wanted to be when you were younger were you always interested in tech or where did your journey basically begin
1: i'd say it's one of those things that just found me mm-hmm. um i'd say it was meant to be but i didn't i didn't know earlier on but it just found me because um i Actually, I've been looking back and uh, wondering where I first interacted with a computer for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I figured when I was younger, I used to love going to visit my mom at her office because she had these typewriters if you know them from back in the day <laughs> yeah those ones so i used yeah. to love going over there on Saturdays just to type letters do that so i feel like that was my first interaction but mm-hmm. i didn't think much into it i went on to high school didn't even do computer studies because i was like I did it in my first and second year of high school, but then I was like, this thing is not for me. So I dropped it and went on to do other things. But now approaching towards where you're about to do your final high school exam, now you're starting to think, what really do I want to do with my time after high school? Yes. So uh, still to this point, I had no clue that I'd, be in the tech space so uh, right after high school I was trying to find something to do and I got someone who employed me in an empire so you see this is totally different sorry
0: what what do you mean <laughs> could you just run that back yeah and who who was this somebody and what was the opportunity that you got straight out of high okay, school Okay. so
1: straight out of high school I did want to stay home did so, you know? Have an idea of what
0: courses you might want to pursue?
1: I pers- I applied for um, medicine, mm-hmm. but since the cutoff points were too high, I was like, I have to do the parallel program. Yeah. But then I was like, Do am I ready to study for six years? So I started looking at other options. That's when I met this lady who employed me to work. Uh, she was running an m shop. Okay. So she employed me there. And uh, that's when I got my final results for my phone 4 And when I was there, I was consulting her because she was the person I knew who could
0: at that point. Mm, sorry, when you say she employed you, what did she employ you as? What was your role at that Time An Impesa agent. An MPESA agent. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was my
1: role. But this was just to hold time. Yeah. Which I wish I'd known that of boot camps like mm-hmm. Moringa at that yes. point. Because mm-hmm. I'd have saved the nine months I worked in that MPESA to at least do a six month course encoding if yeah. I had known at that yeah. point so at that point now I got um, to choosing a course that I, I didn't want to do six years of study so I was either to do a BCom degree mm-hmm. or a business in IT and then she was like Become. We are employing even people to wipe our shoes who have done become. Mm. So she was like, "Don't do become. Just do business and IT." And mm-hmm. that's how I found myself doing business and IT. And
0: where did you pursue business got and IT?
1: Into j Okay. To do business and IT. First and second year, still no clue that I was going to join the tech space. So I did um, CPA. I don't know if you know in the in the Kenyan. Um, industry. Uh, the professional certificate for accounting is CPA. Yes. So I went on to do that because I was trying to figure out where, which career where will, you can place yourself. Yeah, where I can place myself. So I was trying to figure out where um, my footing will be, especially after campus. I met some guys who were in engineering mm-hmm. that was I think mechanical or electronic. Mm-hmm. And these guys had actually dropped out and had started doing academic writing. So I was like, these are guys in engineering who are dropping when out to, to do, do writing. writing. And i mean business and IT, which is like a lesser department as compared yeah. to engineering. Yeah. So I was like, is there really hope for me in business yeah. and IT and all this accounting and finance that I'm trying to pursue? So... I started thinking maybe I should focus more because the units in business and IT are half business and half Half IT, IT. but I wasn't interested in the IT because I felt like I'm not that person, Mm. yeah. So I started thinking maybe I should give attention to IT, but then I was like, I'm not into networking. I don't want to go do cable installations for people, no. So I started now, Uh, joining clubs at Mm Jquats. I joined the Google Developers Club. Mm -hmm. I joined Android Developers Club. And I started meeting guys in the tech space. This was something I had no clue existed. Coding, I had no idea it actually existed. existed. So that's when I started meeting these guys and um, they were building cool stuff. And I was like, okay, can I really do this? And... I wasn't really sure because I felt like it's tough. It's I tried a few checking how we (laughs) are learning lines of code. I'm like, hey, this thing is tough.
0: Yeah, especially when you're beginning.
1: Yeah. So, but I committed to network a good deal. So even if I don't get direct into coding, at least I land somewhere near like Mm -hmm. tech support Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. during my, I now got um to do my internship um, when I was in third year and I joined a web hosting company. Mm-hmm. So that was my first real world interla- interaction with people um, IT and coding and softwares, that was when I was like, I think this is
0: something, something you for can me. Pursue. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I did that for three
0: months, no pay, but I was doing technical support work. What uh, does that entail? Like, what was the experience when you were there? And I want to know the emotions you were really going through when you are now trying to figure out, OK, maybe this is something I'm, I'm really interested in first um it was not
1: easy at all Mm -hmm. it was heartbreaking to say the least because I remember um, that was a small, it was a s- small um, not a large enterprise so it was a small enterprise and like they had only one software engineer so trying to get his time to try and mentor you because it was you're t- difficult. Yeah, And you know how there are many technologies to learn so you don't know even where to start and trying to get time with someone who can do that one on one mentorship with you was tough so So I settled for a lesser role, which was like having people call the company, say their website is having this issue, then I'd be the first interaction point. Um, in terms of trying to troubleshoot Mm -hmm. where the issue is before I'd escalate this issue. So that's how I started knowing if there's an issue on the cloud, this is what you do. So just getting my hands dirty a little bit Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. um, the computers. And after that internship, I say, that was my first point where I was like, no, I'm going
0: into this thing hard. Yeah, So especially, I'm sorry to cut you short, but... I think that I I'll say I somewhat relate in to some extent because it's like you don't have that personal interaction with the products or what's happening mm. but just being in a space where people are doing what they're doing building what they're building whether it's a website hosting or a product that they're building you get to pick up on what you know what terms mean or what it actually entails what a full stack engineer is or what a product designer does UI UX design and so I think that's part a a lot of interest and then you're able to know okay if I'm really interested in this and maybe I don't have these skills then how can I Put provide my input into For this, sure. so I think that's the point where I think I can, I can see I somewhat relate, and I I like that that was the moment you decided. Okay, this is definitely something I'm really interested in. Yeah. So okay, once you you've finished your internship, and now you, maybe you're going back to school, and now you know this is the path you want to take. What yeah. were your next steps? So when I
1: went back to school now. um I remember from what I'd learned during my internship, would learned some basic building of website. I got my first client who paid me some good money. I was like, oh, really? So I can make good money with this thing if I invest the time. And I didn't have... Um, I'd, I'd not say I'd, I was that good, but I had an idea of what I needed to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So going back to campus, getting that client, I was like, now all my courses, I'm going to go hard. If it's networking, I'm going to go hard. Mm-hmm. If it's attending tech events, I'm going to go to them. Anything A, any, Yeah, anything I was to, make to do it. anything to just get a grip of what it was, because at this point, I don't even know, I don't know exactly um, which part of the tech space I wanted to be in, in, so that's what I was trying to figure out. Um, So, just before i graduated i went for one um tech event at andela mm-hmm. and there i met guys from moringa school um who are wow. the ones it was actually like a workshop but for a programming language so I met some guys from Moringa School um, during that event. And I remember I met one lady who, that was the first point I had heard of Moringa School. Mm-hmm. Um, she, we, we we talked and she was telling me what she's doing, where she's working currently, and she was still in school. She was in campus at that point. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, really? So people are getting employed when to they're still program. in campus. So I decided, um, that's when now, um, It was early 2020 when COVID struck, just when I was about to graduate Mm -hmm. and we were just being stalled. So I was like, I think I'll take this time to join Moringa School, Mm -hmm. see um, how I'll do it. And before that, I think um, I met someone who was uh, a guy who was willing, um, before I joined Moringa, you know, I was like, is this, um, am I able, going to be able to do the hard stuff? You know, coding is not easy. So I got a guy who readily, willingly mentored me um, the first like three months, we were always coding at night, just to see if I can really do this thing if I take the time. So after that, I joined Moringa School and did it for um, six months. And then
0: two months after. Sorry, could you just confirm what you did at Moringa School for the six months?
1: So I did the software engineering bootcamp. Okay. Yeah, where we learned almost everything that was needed to land you your first job. And also the career preparation where you're taught how to pitch yourself on your um, pitch, elevator pitch, mm-hmm. doing your LinkedIn profile, polishing yeah. it up, doing your resumes, knowing how to put yourself out there and brand yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's what I really liked about Moringa, apart from doing the coding work, which was um, very interesting because we'd build products that I used um in the market, and that was what really I really liked about my experience there. And I remember even for my final project, we were building for a company, and there was that probability of you could get a job with them after. Yeah, afterwards. that definitely pushes So you're you. always having to be on your toes. The people, your, your mentors are always having to keep you on your toes. So I feel like that foundation was which has added up to where I'm at at this point, which I'm very grateful for, to be honest. Yeah,
0: and so how was that? I mean, it's been a journey Mm -hmm. and now you're actually practically able to code over the six month period. This thing that you saw was very difficult or maybe impossible for you to do. You had to have multiple interactions before you were convinced that, okay, this is something I definitely want to pursue. I mean, what was that transition like from, it feels like you went from not being confident to being confident that this, that this is what you want to pursue, especially as a woman, was it, were you seeing maybe at in, in your classes, were you fewer than the male representation? Um, I just wanna really understand how the feelings were for you at that time that you're even building products that are being used on real life use cases. And here you are now being basically a coder yeah so at first first of all
1: the setup for like um in the cohorts who we were grouped into the ladies weren't so many mm-hmm. so we were few but we'd bundled up together in a good way mm-hmm. but what i was feeling at that point most people didn't understand why as a lady i was spending almost um seven hours on my laptop uh non at night i'm um, burning the no.
0: Midnight, Midnight oil. oil.
1: <laughs> and then they were like, um, when you get a family, this is not of, a career uh, for someone like you. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? But um Moringa also was bringing a lot of people to talk to us. So there was a lady who was brought and she was working, I think, at the time in Safaricom. And... That's when I was like, is she's doing that and she's a lady. So I can also do you this. You can also so do this. People will say this is not the thing. But what I really liked and what made me stick with it was actually the culture. Mm-hmm. I loved how I did the entire program at home, never ever meeting these people who are teaching us, never meeting my classmates. But we had formed a great community
0: of online.
1: And that was like, it means I can work from the comfort of my home and do something meaningful, not having to leave, but I'm doing something meaningful. And I was like, I'm going to stick with this mm-hmm. to see where
0: it takes me. Wow. Yeah. So okay. that's the how I was processing that at that point. And I love that you didn't let that take you down or mm-hmm. push you down because I think that's also internalized fear that women may have in entering specific industries where especially, and then having outside voices telling you, as a woman, why are you are you know, burning the bit that oil mm-hmm. when you get married, how will you be able to handle a home? Who told you I want to get married? <laughs> Who told you I want right. to have kids? <laughs> I know who, who told you that this is the passion for me who told you i want to be a housewife we'll i also want to follow my dreams yeah. i also want to pursue this thing of mine so i'm very happy that you stuck through it especially after having all those negative voices and i think it also helps that maybe you are working from home circumstantially because of what the covid crisis that we had i still can't believe even we through covid oh, but yeah. yeah no i think that's very inspiring and if you're listening to this as a woman sorry boys i feel like this this episode is very <laughs> (laughs) heavily (laughs) female but if you're listening to this i think this is definitely a, a sign for you to keep doing what you're doing yeah yeah okay so now you've built this community at moringa you're feeling that this is definitely something you want to pursue what was next for you after you went through the six months of moringa
1: so right after the six months, I had every dream that anyone had when they're starting in tech. I knew I'd get a really nice job. And it's funny how nowadays a really nice job is equated to a really nice pay. But mm-hmm. that's what my hopes were. and true to what had been promised um on joining i actually didn't take um, more than three months to land my first job and it was a us-based company that employed me so i was like this investment was really nice yeah so and that means i was working with multinationals now i'm on another level of interacting with people who are building all over um the world so that also was um one of those things i look back at and i say thank god i invested in this because i never knew this is the path it would lead me to take you to so now being able to put what i'd learned and at this point i'm still not very confident because six months is not a long time to learn something so now i wanted the experience that comes with doing now building what uh, people are using in Mm -hmm. the market Mm -hmm. so i got uh, my experience there met some really nice people and um, i'd say to anyone who's trying to uh, join the tech space so how i landed my first job was through networking Mm -hmm. so do not underestimate the The power power of networking. networking i just go to any event as long as it's a tech event i'd be there and i'd try and meet at least one person and that's how i was introduced to um my bosses and two years later um
0: I'm still working for them and I'm loving wow. the job. Wow. Yeah. No, I love that. Absolutely. <laughs> and people think networking is complicated, but it generally isn't. It takes just one interaction to change your life. It just takes you maybe going to a networking event and speaking to one person who you may not think is someone you might work with, but just also being vocal about what you're doing. That one interaction has the capability of changing your whole life. It doesn't always have to be on LinkedIn or your you know, everyday trying to think that networking is a very complicated task. Even if you're an introvert, I strongly urge people to go to some of those networking events because even if it wouldn't work today, it might work tomorrow. and if it's not gonna work tomorrow, it'll eventually make an impact. And if you're not able to do that, if you post yourself on social media, put yourself out there, someone will eventually see it. So I'm just very happy that that happened for you. especially from you know going to back to your story of post high school and being an N-PESA agent and at this time it it I, you can correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, but it almost seems like you are thinking, smaller of yourself of what your capabilities could be you know when you went to your first job okay i guess i'll be a technical you know um, tech support tech support yeah and at this time you're still not convinced that of the power that you hold within yourself yeah so yeah, I think that's very interesting to see your come up and to see how much more your your belief in yourself evolved over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I love that for you. And now you're working at this job. You're still working at this job as well right now.
1: Yeah, so working there, that's where I met these ladies who were interested in starting a startup called Piggy. Mm-hmm. So right off the bat cause I was the only lady in the engineering team. They were like, you should come and work with us because this is a female-led startup and we want to empower women, want to make sure that women have their money game in check. And I was like, I'm on board on that. Mm -hmm. And that's how we started building this um, startup. That was in 2021. And we're still going, actually. um, Last year, we got nominated to um, the Africa fintech summit to go and pitch us our product so it's
0: exciting to see how those small efforts mm, every yeah. day they build up i love that <laughs> i think i was even at that summit that's yeah. why i was like this piggy seems so familiar because mm-hmm. i think maybe i must have interacted with that when i was there
1: yeah yeah so and also um being able to build to solve current problems yes is what actually makes it's the thing for me in tech Mm -hmm. because you can see a problem say that's happening currently in your life and with the skill sets that you have you can create a solution solution. out of nothing as long as you just have internet connection and a laptop you can do it so i feel like it's a a superpower kinda Mm -hmm. in the sense that it's your, you can build something magnificent out of nothing. Yes. So, yeah.
0: Ladies, listen to me and listen to me now. (laughs) This is your time, okay? Don't let those people, you know, bully you into thinking that you can't make it. Yeah. And, um And this is no, this is no hate to men. Of course, we love the engineering and how far they've come into their technical skills. But I also think the female representations need, needs to be a lot more. And so, it, it also seems that you are also heavily on empowering women in towards their journey. But I think you also mentioned that you are a mentor. Could you also take us through a bit about that? Yeah. So
1: working at this firm and being the only lady in the engineering team. The they were interested in now building just to create that um, gender equality mm-hmm. to build. So uh, I was approached by my manager and they were like, you need, because already I was running that on the side, mm-hmm. just, um, so when you come out of Moringa school, um, they still these guys still follow up with you in mm-hmm. the outcomes team. So I remember I was called to a couple of events and on this, the the key, the, the one thing that I really noticed of all this engagement is that I'd meet ladies and they were like, how did you do this? How mm-hmm. did you make it to this point? And to me, that got me thinking that I remember how it was challenging for, for me you. when I was starting and had it not been for the great mentors that I'd, I met um, when I was trying to figure out my path, I'd not be here honestly so i was like this is something i'd be on board to do so now that this was brought um to me uh in my team i was like this is something i now need to go heavy on because mm-hmm. i think i can make a difference here mm-hmm. where it's a gap and it's something i can fill in mm-hmm. so what i have found my to be something I really take great pride in is how from nothing, someone as low as an m agent mm-hmm. can be a programmer and work for international companies. Mm-hmm. That gives me too much pride to keep doing it, to keep mentoring other ladies. Because, you know, as ladies, I think we've been uh, molded to be humble, not too... Timid. Yeah, timid, that's the word. So if I can get that opportunity from sharing my story on how... I was timid also. I never thought I'd break it to tech, but being able to share that story and inspire other women who are trying to do the same for for themselves, mm-hmm. even if you do not have the educational background, do not have... um. uh that self confidence, you can still do it, and you can even be competing with the guys in the mm-hmm. space already. Because why not? Cause, yeah, and that's also what I like because yes, though it's a male-dominated space, I love that this they also them they are looking at how they can bring on board uh, more females to make it a more gender balanced career. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and also if anyone is on here and they'd like me to mentor them, to help them, guide them through them trying to break out, break into tech, um, just uh, LinkedIn DM away.
0: LinkedIn, I think we'll be able to link that information yeah. so that they can reach out to you for that kind of advice. Yeah. And wow, I think just listening to your story, I am feeling inspired myself. And Timid is something I have never related to, which can be... Which is a good thing. Uh, I've always been vocal. I've always been... I guess that's why I even have a a podcast. Um, But I guess, of course, not everybody receives it um, in the best way, especially of the other gender, because, again, we are programmed to be timid, and naturally, they are also programmed to receive timid women. Mm -hmm. And so how do we change that? How does it... How is it... How can we make a change in that women can also feel empowered? Not by being... um, What's the word for it? Not by being egoistic about their careers, but but just confident and be able to have a voice and let them know that their voice matters and whatever career they choose to pursue, they can always be the best that they want to be if they set their mind to it. Yeah. So yes, I 100% think that whatever you're doing, you, 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 were, you purposefully went through this journey or you are purposed to go through this journey to get to where you are today. So that... And it's beautiful to see that you're also making an impactful change by also empowering other women to be, to do the same. So I'm very happy to have heard that story from you. And, I mean, what do you look forward to in the future? So uh, in the future, actually, I'm looking to...
1: Um, change the the gender gap in mm-hmm. the space, mm-hmm. so bring on board more females mm-hmm. on the space and also upskilling myself because I believe that this is an, an ending learning game. So if you want to stay on top of the game, you have to keep learning. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm always doing um like two studies mm-hmm. I'm in two boot camps for example wow. currently just because I want to keep, keep up skilling keep learning because I have to do that to stay on top of the game and then technology is always changing mm-hmm. so if you don't do that you won't learn so maybe um, not sure about a masters but hopefully I
0: can wow. do that yeah I can't wait to see how far you go and I will I'm just very excited to see where you'll be in the future in the next one two years when we look back even from the guests that we are having on this platform to see their progress because it's it seems that everybody we've had the the opportunity to have on this platform is always looking towards the next step and i strongly believe that yours is going to be a story to behold and i can't wait to see that journey Thank and you. how it's gonna happen for you thank you thank you yeah so with that being said before we close off this episode i want to ask you a couple of questions that we ask our guests at the end of every episode and the first one i have for you is what's one word to describe the journey to get to where you are today and why Mm,
1: i'd say it's been an endless adventure adventure yeah why because um doing um, what people call odd jobs, mm-hmm. to uh, now doing this. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's two different worlds. You've experienced the, they call it the Giocali mm-hmm. and then now experiencing this laid back cool kind of culture let mm-hmm. me say
0: um i'd say it's been an adventure it's for been me an adventure. Yeah. and adventure it has been because yeah. we've had the story so definitely the word that you can use for that and do you have any regrets or things that you wish you would have done differently
1: i'd say um i regret i have had is selling myself short yes that's
0: I was hoping that's the one you are going to (laughs) say.
1: Yeah, that's... I regret I haven't... I'd say... um, We learn from the mistakes. Of course. So, at this point, I'd not sell myself short anymore because... Once you sell yourself short, that's the price people are
0: going to buy at. So Mm. that's one of my regrets. Mm. When you sell yourself short, that's the price that people are going to buy at. Yeah. Wow, I love that. And the last question I have for you is, what advice would you give to someone who's aspiring to get to where you are today? Um, An
1: advice I'd give to anyone out there who's trying to get to where um, I am at today is just be daring, have those crazy uh, dreams about where you want to be. People will not understand it in your circles, but just be crazy about your dreams. Like you said, be the Lulu about your dreams. Yeah, and go hard. Don't be afraid, because the worst people can do is
0: what? I talk, they won't beat you yeah there's you nothing no.
1: so just be unafraid to ask for what you want to see where your mind is at to raise your voice when you agree or disagree with something so that's an advice i'd give and then believe in yourself because you got yourself. it
0: you got it yeah I'm also telling myself the same thing mm-hmm. but wow well, thank you so much for sharing that story it's been an absolute honor to have you on this platform and I really hope you enjoyed sharing your story with our audience. I've really loved it thank you so much for having me and also looking forward to coming back again with a better with a better story to share watch this face watch this face (laughs) thank you so much if you're at this point of the episode thank you for tuning in make sure that you support us simply by subscribing from wherever you're listening from uh, whether that's on youtube apple Podcasts, spotify or any of the major podcast podcast listening platforms you can also join our mts community through our website at mtsafrica.co on there you'll be able to keep tabs with what's happening on the mts africa platform as well as what's happening across the tech landscape across the continent. That being said, I think we can end this episode here. My name is Alice Kanjejo and thank you so much for tuning in. I shall see you in the next one.